everybody, welcome back to A Hundred Steps to Drag, a podcast where I, Natasha Hundreds, talk to your favorite drag figures and ask them questions, tips, tricks, stories, or all the above, honestly. <laughs> My guest today is a West Hollywood fitness guru. She, I love her. Honestly, if you haven't seen her numbers, she's fabulous. She has the ability of transforming any kind of shoe wear into a heel. So this is going to be a great episode. Please welcome Bilela Fierce. Hi, hi. How are we doing today? Doing good after the five takes that I had to do <laughs> to get your name right. I know. I I don't know what happened somewhere in my drag journey. I was like, oh, I'll do like my name, Bilella. It's It comes from my my grandparents are immigrants from Italy, Luigi and Margaret Bilella. And that's like where the name. So I was like, okay, it's cute. It has an origin story. And I was like, okay, that's easy. When I really got in the scene, everyone was like, Bilella, Bilella, just be. And I was like, okay, cute. cute. I was like, the name has become very difficult for people people <laughs> no you know what it is easy but you know drag queens we have two remaining brain cells due to the alcohol <laughs> and the drugs that we do so it's um, not you it's us <laughs> it's for consumption yeah yeah <laughs> also y'all can't see this but bilela's hair is fucking fabulous oh my god it's long jet black oh it's like passing her shoulders it's beautiful how long have you been growing your hair oh my gosh i've had my hair long since like 2015 i think it's been long enough that at this point it's like i don't even know what the answer to that question is yeah i haven't cut it recently and like i think since april 2021? No, April 2020. Oh! <laughs> oh. And I'm getting my first hair trim tomorrow because the ends are dead, so it's time. Well, it's, it looks it's... great on camera. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Have you ever used it for drag? Like a little human hair moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we love a human unit. Sometimes I like will maybe like add an extension, like a pony or sometimes I do like a pigtails with it. But I've also come to learn that like with my drag, I love there to be a distinction between like Bolella and then out of drag John Luke. Like if I can divide the two and make them kind of two different people, I like when that's possible. So even if I have a human unit that's like the same color as my hair, but a little longer, like with bangs i'm like it's different <laughs> there's something yeah i'm like i don't have bangs so <laughs> that is so cool you know i've been watching drag race and sasha colby's fucking killing it and mm. you know how she does like she has like her hair as a base and then adds like a wig or something and i'm like yeah. oh I would, that would be so cunt if i could do that but my hair it's a mess like i can never <laughs> grow it it's just it has a mind of it's, it's fucking own lunch. you got the thick hair which is you know not what everybody has so <laughs> that is true at least i'm not gonna go bald anytime soon i'm excited today's episode is coming up with a concept like i was saying in the intro i love your concepts you always have something that is super detailed behind your numbers mm -hmm. how do you go about inspiration for these do you do they come to you naturally or because I know some artists some of them that I talk to they're like yes they just come to me naturally and another some others like to sit down and meditate or think so what's your thought process um I would say being mentally unwell no. <laughs> uh, some chaos behind it there's usually one thing and then it just kind of starts building off of each other so kind of like how you said I could make like a heel out of anything I had those flipper heels which was like I literally found at a garage sale, like um, some swimming flippers. And I was like, I just saw them and I was like, you know what? 
I can make these into a heel. And so then that was like the project. And then it turned into me getting a wetsuit and like making it a Barbie girl number. So in that order was like the shoes, the outfit, the song. Sometimes it's the other way, like a number that I just did this weekend. The song came first and I like really liked the energy. It felt like me to like this like kind of warrior moment. And then I was like, okay, let me build an outfit out of that. Like, me, let me turn the mix into that. So yeah, it really just depends. But usually there's like a starting something, whether it's just an idea, whether it's a song I like, it's an outfit of something that I'm like, oh, I want to create this outfit and we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, usually just like crazy ideas. And I'm like, you know what? Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy the crazy ideas, you know, because that brings like a lot of flavor to a drag show. I love seeing, you know, all this stunning, outfits and kicks and everything but when somebody shakes it up a little bit that causes my attention so i'm like how the yeah. fuck did they come up with this <laughs> like when i saw the swimmer number i'm like this is fucking funny i am living <laughs> someone once complimented my drag and said that like my drag is really memorable and i was like that's i think my goal like i can do those flips i can do those kicks um sometimes but but like i am i want to like have a walk away and like i can go up to people and be like, oh, I'm the girl that like was on the pogo stick and like can do that out of drag. And they're like, oh, I remember who you are. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, they may not remember how to say my name. They might not remember what I look like, but they remember that I was on a pogo stick. So <laughs> there we go. Hey, the goal is for them to remember something, especially in West Hollywood. That's after a couple drinks. If you can do that, honestly, that's a win for me. Yeah. Honestly, I did the Mickey's brunch this weekend, which was so fun. Um, but by the third number, like everyone was so drunk that I was like, I was like, I could just blink and like would get a cheer or like they were drunk to the point where I was like, they're not here anymore. <laughs> and yeah. like, oh, we hope you're going to get those. got to have fun. <laughs> And it can go in two ways. Either they're so drunk that they're living for whatever you're doing, or you're right, you're ju they're just like in their own world. I kind of prefer the first one, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we live for the applause. So when we're like, hello, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, oh, I mean, we talked about the swimmer number and then the pogo stick. I don't think I have seen that one yet. But which one, yeah. which concept has been your favorite so far that you've created? Oh, mm -hmm. mm, I think I like my first one just because it was like an origin, kind of like how my brand came to be. And it was this one that I like a tennis number that I do. I was doing a photo shoot out of drag and I got like gifted this kind of like vintage visor and I was like this would be really cute to somehow turn into a drag and this was like very beginning drag moment and so I like, created this tennis outfit and found this vintage tennis racket and so the outfit came first and then eventually I made this like number to it, a mix that really, like looking back at it now, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's just songs that I like. And it was um, to Me Too by Megan Trainer, And then it went into the thong song by Amber Marks. And the way that I opened the number is I like bounce it like a ball on the tennis racket and just like walk through. And one times I literally had to do it like down a flight of stairs and I was just like walking down the stairs, bouncing the tennis ball. And I was like, I have no idea if this has got to stay. <laughs> And I was just like, wow. That one I think just like kind of created my like 
how I like a concept and I really like this athletic lane that I'm in. So that's definitely one of my favorites. And then I'd say like close second is this Mary number that I do around the like December holidays. And um, it's fun because I'm like pregnant and then I give birth to like Jesus. And then I transition into Call Me Mother by RuPaul. And the end is supposed to have like going to Ave Maria and in with Ariel Silks, but it's it's that part's still happening but yeah you know it's a moment <laughs> yes no it's so funny and i love that you tie the songs to it because i think that's something i need to get better at most of my numbers are just like a mega mix of one artist so like mm. four songs of kylie minogue or i think the only one that's kind of a little bit more conceptual that is not even like that out there is a money mix that i do and it's like dinero by j-lo and then it goes mm. into bitch better have my money and then it goes into money by Rick nasty so they're all money but it's not something like oh you know what like different like that so i, I yeah. need to get better at at doing that at having a concept for like something that someone that's pregnant like the virgin mary or a swimmer or something and then develop that i think that's gonna be one of my goals for this year yes goals i will <laughs> say there's pros and cons to both sides because I think my concept makes like, I love doing those numbers, but my outfits are really only usable <laughs> for the one number. Like I know when we ha I had to do like the Henny games and just had to come up with just like a number, like, or just an outfit to just perform in. And I was like looking in my closet and I was like, I mean, I can't wear the flipper heels. <laughs> like, <laughs> a random number, like it has to have an idea. Like I can't move in these or, so I like had a little bit of a hard time because I was like, I don't just have like outfits on the ready that I feel are just like performance. Here's a random number go. And so that's something I'm, I feel like I'm trying to work on this year is like having a concept. I love that part of my drag while also just like leaning into the having fun, just doing a dance, like just, just go for it. So yeah, I see it. No, that's true. I never thought about that because you're right. A lot of those are like super specific, like for that one number. Yeah. So I guess it's okay to have like a balance of both of them, of having like a couple of outfits that are just like ready to wear and then a handful of those like conceptual numbers. I love that. Yeah. I think that's like part of my year is like finding a little mix between the two because the concepts also, I love them, but I'm like, I think sometimes when like I have to do something that has like three numbers, I'm like, I feel a little burnt out by having to like build so many concepts for a three number show yeah yeah because you do uh, you give a lot of energy <laughs> so I, I would be burned out too mama <laughs> i know that zumba instructor endurance comes comes in handy at times because i go Oof, that was a full workout we just did <laughs> oh my god how many times a week do you teach zumba um two or three times a week usually that's usually what i it's like a nice yeah way just to have access to a gym and get some Get some fun in. My, my Zumba is very like Zumba inspired and like draggy in the sense that I'm like having pussycat dolls as one of my songs. And I'm like, all right, everyone, we're going to be strutting from the back of the room to the front. Let's go. It's an eight count. Oh my God. I love it. I need to go to your classes and just be like, <laughs> I know it always looks like, like for the she gays and theys and, like, and then all the grandmas are like feeling so sexy strutting. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> I'm sure they love it. 
I don't know who told me. I think it was Jada Slay. But I think she also either teaches Sumba or goes to Sumba. And she's like, girl, go to Sumba. Like, that's how I get, like, my dance moves. That's a good way to, like, get your body moving or getting used to dancing. So I need to do it. I need to find a good Sumba place. Yeah, she does. She teaches. And I think she's like a, she's like a heavy Zumba instructor in the sense that, like, I think she- she wants to like go to like the Zen conference, which is like where all the Zumba instructors go. I'm more casual. I'm like, oh, I'm a Zumba instructor and it helps me pay some money on the side. <laughs> so, I love yeah. that. I am not mad at paying the bills, especially when you're dancing for it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. And in LA, those bills. I need this rent, mama. It's a crazy. And it's crazy that I want to have eggs for breakfast and they're so expensive. I'm like, oh, I'll do the oatmeal. I'll do the, the, I mean, the oats. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was literally the conversation at one of my Zumba classes. I heard like two ladies being like, eggs, even eggs are expensive. And I was like, I know though, that's true. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are, it's so random. So I'm from Indiana originally, mm-hmm. and I went back over the holidays, and the prices were truly insane. Like I got a full set of like acrylic nails done with a design, and got like my nieces done as a present. And the total was like 78 and I almost fainted. <laughs> I looked shocked and the person was like, you got to like being like thinking that I was surprised at the like amount of high, how the high the price was. And I was like, no, baby, like you're right. In LA, these just would have cost 150 for my own. So I'm just like still computing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I'm also from like a small town here in California, mm-hmm. but it's also like smaller. And like every time I go, I'm like, oh, going to the movies is just like eight bucks. Let's go. <laughs> You're like, I can do this. Yeah, I could have a good luxurious lifestyle. <laughs> they don't have a, a single gay bar, so I don't think so. Yeah, I know. It's it's honestly a trick of the of like all the queers want to go to a city because that's where we'll be included and like, you know, have that good energy. And then we're always because they're like, the cities are expensive. <laughs> it is freaking expensive. How long have you been uh, living in L.A.? I've been in L.A. now since I moved to in October 2021 um, and I moved from Seattle and I was there for three years and that's where I started drag. Yeah, I really like LA. It definitely feels like home at this point. I feel like I like kind of know where my stuff is. I know who my people are. Um, the first year, and I feel like this is like true for most people in LA, the first year was was a journey. It was a lot, but I'm glad that I like stuck through it and I'm here now. So yeah, I like LA. I like the sun. That's for sure. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. It's the, the weather has been shitty lately because it's been raining a lot and I don't like that. But whenever it's not, I, I freaking love it. And I have coworkers that are from like Virginia or something. They're always like, oh, well, it's like 40 something over here. And I'm like, girl, never. I could yeah. never do that. No, ma'am. No, when I was back home for the holidays, it was hella cold and like, some, for some reason, the plane like opened the back door, and so all the cold like came in. We could see our breath on the plane, and the LA individuals were just like freaking out. And I was like, okay, like I can handle this. I used to handle this, but also I was like, I am not handling this. <laughs> it is, yeah. The cold. I said no. It's not for me. It has a full effect on my body so I'll stay where the warmth is at and the sun you're like come on girl you know it's within you you know it's within you (laughs) exactly but going back to developing a concept so for anybody that is trying to develop a little bit more of a conceptual number like myself or like people that is listening what would be like a couple of tips or tricks to start doing this that help you usually 
like I, I'll go back to that tennis number. I think I knew, like I had the visor and like had the outfit, but I knew that a skill that I had was like bouncing a ball on a tennis racket. And like, that's very random. And like, when would that ever come into play? And that's basically what drag is. Like, when will these random skills ever come into play? Um, and so I think that's kind of how I look at it. It's like, is there this like one thing that you can do and can you somehow turn it into something? Because that's really what like gags the girls. That's really what makes the show like exciting or the number exciting. And I think for me, like a lot of my drag, and this is like more of a like serious dip is like, and reclaiming a lot of what I lost in like my childhood just due to like sexual oppression or a lot of like homophobia and just growing up in a space that wasn't very queer accepting. And I think a lot of my childhood was really like, I wanted to be playful. I was outside, I was playing these little athletic games. And so I think like that naturally emerged as part of my concepts. So I think though, like to have a very starting idea, maybe start with that one thing is like, what's a skill and like, where can you take it from there and just build? Like, I think it can be overwhelming if you look at it as like, I need a whole giant concept, but just like, if you take one idea, plant it and then let it grow, like to give any, like even just like the flipper heels, that was a like two month process that like from creation to end. So it's like, sometimes I just grab something and I'm like, I'm going to use that for drag and I let it grow and I let it sit and I like, let myself have moments or like hear a song and then I'm like, oh wait, this is it. So I think part of it too is like with a concept, like don't try to rush the process, let it be creative, let it be slow, let it build naturally. And in the meantime, you got those dance bop da bop bop numbers to use it. Honestly, so many good tips right here, right now. I wanna start with the very first one you said, which is grab something small that you do and leverage on that. Because I've never thought about that, you know, about bringing some of the other things that I do outside of drag into my numbers. Like that would be so, like so good. And I think it's such a good starting point to start thinking, okay, what else can I do? For example, if you know how to, you know, bounce a basketball or jump rope, like we saw with Jack, so many other things, and you can start growing from there. And I also like that you're like, don't rush the process. Like in the meantime, do the, all the, the dancing numbers, all the ready to go while you're still developing that. Because it, I mean, I can only imagine, like I said, I'm not super conceptual myself, but I can only imagine how long it takes to get everything ready, the outfit, the concept, the mix, rehearsing. I'm sure you had to rehearse and practice at least with those flippers or bouncing the ball <laughs> and everything. So don't rush the process. Drag is art at the end of the day. And if you rush, you cannot rush art, period. Yeah. And I think like this year, especially, I'm like trying to do like a new creation every month. And I'm like, and that feels like a good enough time for me to like, kind of, I already have like a lot of the ideas. So just like to have the time to work towards it. But, but what do you think, what would you say is your like one of your little talents that you could use for a concept? Putting you on the spot. I know. Okay. The, how the tables have turned. <laughs> I, I used to have like little quick things here and there. Like I used to be in the choir. So I have a decent singing voice, but it's not like the best. So I've been thinking of like taking, you know, how old school drag queens would do it. Like taking a track of a popular song and changing the lyric. Mm, yeah. Like I saw Sherry Vine do Good Morning Baltimore, you know, Good Morning Baltimore. Yeah. But she can't change it to Good Morning, I'm a whore. And I was just on the floor laughing. Like she, it was so funny. So I think that's something that I could do and that I've been 
Loki in the back of my head thinking about it. Yeah. Are you, would you say you're like a funny, campy queen as well? I've been exploring that a little bit more lately because at the beginning I took myself more like, oh, I just, you know, dance or whatever, top 40 songs. But now I've been trying to explore more things outside of my comfort zone. And I think that's my next step to do that. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been wanting to do it with the the new Miley song, The Flowers, because I saw, oh, <laughs> I saw this meme on, I think it was on Instagram and it said, I can buy myself poppers. I'm like, oh, that'd be so funny. I can I buy I myself poppers. <laughs> I can suck my own dick. I, I, a girl can wish. A girl can. <laughs> you know, you always, well, I don't know. You watch those videos and you're like, so I'm like, I'm very flexible. But then I'm just like, no, I guess I'm not that flexible. <laughs> We've all tried it. Okay. Every gay man out there has oh, tried absolutely. it at least once. <laughs> gay or straight, you know. Exactly. Well, <laughs> this is really derailing, but I once asked this question because I think it's like a funny get to know you question, but it also makes people uncomfortable. You know, one of those <laughs> that like, if you could go back in time and have sex with yourself, would you? And at what age? And I asked that in like a room full of like some straight family members and they were all just like, um, uh, and I was like, oh yeah, this really doesn't work for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're like, I asked this during Thanksgiving dinner last year and that didn't work. It's crazy. Everyone stopped eating. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Aunt Shelly has not talked to me ever since then. And honestly, I'm so thankful. That uh, <laughs> Bye, Aunt Shelly. Bye, Aunt Shelly. If you're listening to this, fuck off. XOXO. <laughs> okay, but like, would you do that? Would you go back in time and have sex with yourself? And it's so at what age? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I would do, I would say I would go to age 23. I'm, how old am I now? I'm 27. Um, and that's only just because like, I feel like I had like, I kind of had a slow coming into my sexuality, um, just be like coming from that more conservative sex repressed place. So for me, it was just like my first experience wasn't great. And so I wish there was someone who like could have guided me into it a little bit more. So if it was me, then I would, <laughs> I could do that. But I would choose 23. So mine's like more, it like takes the fun out of the question, my answer, but <laughs> yes, I would, but I would do age 23. What about you? I think I would do also like 24, 25, because I think one, okay, I was a whore back then. I'm 31 by now. So okay. my whore ages, it's, it's, it passed. Well, sort of passed, <laughs> but back then I was like peak whore era. You know, so uh -huh. I know that myself back then was hella good. I want to imagine. I want to imagine at least. <laughs> <laughs> you said I was, you know, practice makes perfect. And the practice was there. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I couldn't have said it better. The practice was there. Oh, my gosh. And also, I feel like I was at my top body era, too. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, shit. I look back at pictures and I'm like, I was hot. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 someone answered the question once too that I liked and they were like, can I go like forward in time and have sex with myself? And I was like, oh, I like that answer too. Like, that's cute. It, it can like really bring up a good discussion with people. But yeah, I think I learned that day though. It's not for the straights. So it's you know. not for the straights. No, but you know what? Going forward in time could be interesting because either A, you can be like so good or B, like you're terrible. <laughs> Imagine if you're terrible, if like your your 10 years future self, it's like horrible and bad. And you're like, what happened? We had so much no. fun. No, no. And then I, the person I was talking to was talk, like, is transitioning and like was wanted to go forward in time so that they like 
and have sex with this like post-surgery version of themselves that they're visualizing and I'm like that's that's hot too I love that like cute I know yeah I'm gonna start asking this question not with this traits but I'll start asking it yeah <laughs> there we go on every podcast you, you this is your opening question <laughs> <laughs> imagine welcome by the way would you fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> so what's your name and would you fuck yourself thank you <laughs> yes. oh we my god really from the concepts but you know now people know they're gonna be asking the question <laughs> now you gotta ask the question and please like l- l- message Bilila and I like your answers or what reactions you got from the room because I want to know I want to know all these answers exactly exactly <laughs> all right so you've done a couple of numbers that have been conceptual How, is there any that you didn't quite like and what would you what would you change from it yeah so I was I've been thinking about that like is there any of my numbers that I like absolutely like can just like at least the concepts ones that I like feel like I kind of like did that process that I don't enjoy. And I would say I actually still like most of them and like I'm proud of them, but I'm at a place where I would elevate them um, just like based on how my drag has grown. So, and I kind of got to do that with like that Mary number that I talked about. I did it like my first December that I was here and like the outfit was like this Amazon outfit. Thought it was like, it was really funny, but I really thought I like served and I look back at the videos and like the dancing was not sharp, like, like things like that. And then I got to do it again at a competition this past December and like I got to create my own outfit and it was like really cool to see how my costuming had grown or and I had like background dancers and the dancing was really smooth and like I was going to do that aerial silk so like I saw more of that like branding and understanding of Bolella as an athletic girl and I was proud of it it like it was an all winner circle competition and like I've still placed I think fifth and like Calypso for example Calypso Jate got second and like I was one point away from her score so I was like you know like I was proud of what we what we put out and who we lost to so I think in that sense like there's some numbers that I'm like I really like this and want to repeat it but I want to elevate it in a way that I feel like matches my drag now and how I've grown as an artist um, rather than repeating what was like this older version of it. Mm, it's all about growth because you're right maybe the person or the artist that you were back then when you just came out with it it's a completely different artist than who you are right now so it's like adding that flavor to it i like that mm-hmm. yeah so just kind of like the a little more yeah that spice that flavor i feel like i do that with outfits <clears throat> because i do so a lot of my own stuff so sometimes i take this like for example this gown that i made is like sheer it's completely sheer and when i first wore it i just wore it like like that and like with some undergarments but like i recently took it and then i put some like leather gloves over it and then like a stone corset over it and some uh, like new jewelry and i'm like oh this looks so much better so I like taking things that i've done in the past and just like again giving it a new spin exactly and like like, and it's cool when like I, I have this reel on my Instagram where I like had the old Mary from the year prior, like right up to the like the new Mary number. And it was just like crazy to see. That. I was like, wow, like that that growth happened in one year time. And also like drag years, you know, you're like, that was one year of drag because it sure felt like 12. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even like people are like, January's been so long. And I'm like, really? Because I feel like January has like gone by so fast, but also we've done so much because of drag. Like, I don't know. Time is truly so confusing in drag. Because I'm there with you. I'm like, okay, it's today's as we're recording January 31st. So the whole month is gone, but I'm like, I feel like it's been 
uh, six months at least we've been busy it's it's been crazy but honestly i i don't know why i like i enjoy the time passing by quickly maybe because i can't stand to be alone with my thoughts i don't know <laughs> maybe we're uncovering something here <laughs> so notes for therapy uh <laughs> i'm like oh my therapist is gonna know about this <laughs> so for my next therapy session i'm gonna start with the question if, if they would have sex with themselves and and bring this up <laughs> literally my therapist is gonna have a party <laughs> with the, the next session they're gonna be like um i cannot answer that question uh how about you <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> oh my god so i do want to go back to your beginnings in drag you said you moved here from seattle and you started drag there how was it how what, what made you think oh i want to do drag yeah so i am a covid like i was born in covid a covid baby yeah i started drag kind of more just because i was like i wanted some things to do I, you know, I was staying home, we were quarantined, and my, I like lived a pretty busy life. Like I'm pretty project driven, very like busy human being, and that's always been the case. And so I wasn't even watching Drag Race until season 12. So that was like my introduction into the mainstream version of drag. And I had been to one show prior in New York. I think because of at that time where I was at, like with my sexuality, like I was out, but <laughs> I think I saw the show and I was just like, I don't know. Drag seems like, why is she being so mean? <laughs> like, I think that was like my first impression of drag. So I was like, not for me. It's not that kind. But like now I like understand the art of reading and like, I would probably be like laughing alongside, but then like baby me was just like, mm -mm. so <laughs> fast forward a little bit, season 12, I'm really invested into it. I was like, oh, I really want to like get put into drag. That sounds so fun. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put myself into drag. So I, I like really started making it a project and was like doing my research um, and started the process and like really thought intentionally of like Balela Fierce, how, why is that name what I'm choosing? Like Balela coming from my, my mother's maiden name and Fierce as a like note to Sasha Fierce because I'm a big Beyonce fan. But yeah, it all just kind of started happening and it was in the midst of I was also going to grad school and um, working a full-time job. At that point, I had like, and this was in the higher education world, like I was in education from like most of my early 20s, like in that workplace. And I had worked really hard to get to where I was. And as I was like, and to get to grad school to the point where it was free. So I was like, yes, I've done it. And then I was like there and I was working and I was in grad school and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want this. <laughs> so I think I call it like my, my cute little quarter life crisis. And it was also like gender um, identity stuff changing at that point for me too. So there was just a lot happening. And I think drag for me was something that I could like really hold on to. And I really realized that was like the accumulation of all the things that I enjoy, whether that's dancing, like creativity, fashion, um, like just being able to be silly, like being pretty, being like the star of the show, you know, like all these different things, like really coming together. And I don't know, it just like, it sounds very cliche, but it was like one of those things where it was like, this is it, like, this is what I was meant to do. Like, these are all of my interests and all of my like things that I'm skilled at in one job and I just didn't think that exists. And now that I found it, like I'm going for it. Eventually I, I like really sat down and like visioned of what I wanted some of my big life goals to be. 
um, and eventually dropped out of grad school with a 4.0. Um, okay. I couldn't because I didn't want to. And left the job and, and like went to a Sephora because I wanted to improve my makeup and then eventually moved to LA. So it was, it was a big life change um, from what I was doing. But I am really happy to be doing drag. It's, I think, helped me access the most authentic version of myself. And like, even when shit is hitting the fan and like the bills are still billing and, <laughs> you know, like life is not always the most joyous things. I feel good to be knowing I'm like, living into this authentic version of myself and really trying to push forward on that path. So no regrets, but you know, I'd love more money. <laughs> I love your answer. Oh my God. <laughs> Someone recorded her audition tape for a certain show. I'm just kidding. No, oh my God. I'm, I, I, please take this answer. And if you're ever auditioning for Drag Race, make this part of it because that is so beautiful that you found your path, that it's the combination of everything that you like, that you're so much happier now. I can relate to so many of those things, but I don't think I can put them into words as perfect as you just did right now. I was in awe. I was like, oh, so <laughs> beautiful. Would vomit it. So I'm glad it made sense. <laughs> no, yeah, you were, it was such a story. I'm like, okay, you took me on that journey of discovering your drag and finding out, and, you know, besides drag, like who you are authentically as a person. Oh my God, I love it. It's for moments like this that I love recording the podcast. And I love getting to connect like with people like this and just like, yeah. Have you ever shared your story of like in one of your different episodes of why you started drag? I don't think I've shared like with that much detail. I I think so. I mean, the first time that I ever did drag was in community college. And I was, you know, I was part of the LGBT club there and we we're putting together some event and we wanted a drag queen for lunch. But again, like I said, I grew up in a very small town. I think population is like 10,000. There was, there is no gay bar still, but there's a couple more drag queens that have emerged uh, since, since I lived there. So back then I was like, uh, who do we reach out? We had no clue. Uh, so I said, you know what? Let me just try it. I'm gonna do it. I've watched RuPaul's Rag Race. How hard can this be? And actually, recently, I just found some a couple of videos of that first time in drag. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> my friend did my makeup, but I forgot to buy a glue stick. So she used oh, no. liquid glue for my brows. It looks like fucking oatmeal. Wow. It's a mess. But I had so much fun. I had the, <laughs> the time of my life. And I had to stop because at the time I was living with my mom and it was the, she was not very accepting of drag. To this day, she doesn't know that I do drag. But when I moved up here, I was like, okay, finally I'm able to explore this that I've been dying to try out. And I was so insecure. I mean, to this day, I feel like I'm still a little bit insecure, but I'm better at faking it. <laughs> But back then I was like, okay, I can, my makeup looks a mess. I cannot step out of the house and I would just do my makeup and take pictures and take it off. And that's it. I wouldn't even post the pictures, nothing until I gather the courage to step out and start meeting people. I had a very similar perception of what you had, like, why is everyone so mean on the show? And I thought drag queens in reality were going to be mean. But yeah. honestly, I came out and everyone was super supportive. Everyone was super nice. They were like, oh my gosh, come through more often, etc. So finding a sense of community away from home was super beautiful even though we can be catty at times and there can be drama at times but it's honestly yeah and we don't relate a lot with with the people that are very dramatic when you find your sisterhood and your your family like it's just beautiful i think la is really good at 
not like there's so many opportunities for people that it's not like cutthroat kind of like when i was in seattle i felt like it was a little bit more of that where like people that this was their gig and like this was the only gig so like don't come for their, their gig you know where i feel like here it's like there's a lot more space and opportunities and i do feel like when, especially when i started in la like it is just a very welcoming place for a new drag artist yeah, we might be like, yeah, her makeup is terrible, but you know, like, but are we lying? <laughs> but we'll be like, you know, but you know, maybe we can help. <laughs> yeah. just like, I, I do feel like it's very communal, which is so nice to have experienced and like, especially entered into LA. And yeah, I love it. It is. People LA will think drag. that because LA is so like, it's, I want to say in LA, it's one of the few meccas of drag in the US. I think LA, New York, maybe Chicago. Um, I don't know. If you know other meccas, let me know. Let us know. <laughs> but I feel like it's one of the few cities that you can make a living with, with drag. And you would think that it's a lot more competitive and cutthroat and that girls are fighting all the time. But it's truly not. I, it's and it's it, To me, it was surprising that it wasn't. I'm like, oh, shit. A nice surprise. Yeah. I think people would even like warn me, like, you need to know all these like people. And I think they were coming from a lens of like other part of the entertainment industries, which I think is a lot more cutthroat in LA. But I think because drag is like so queer centered and so like you kind of start from this bottom place and then build up and you like, it's your community that helps you get better. It, I think creates a different source of like art and community that I've seen in other like entertainment fields. Yeah. We as queer people, we get to choose our family. Mm -hmm. And we love those chosen family. We do. We have to, we have to love them. <laughs> no, we have to. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we, well, sometimes it's okay to boot your drag sister if she's being a little too much, but honestly, we do have to. I mean, yeah. I, it's not like an obligation, but I, I, I love my drag sisters and my drag mother. Like, oh, they're the world to me. If I could, I would give my kidney to them, literally, <laughs> if they needed to. How did you find your drag mom after your like community college gig? Or did she find you? I think we found each other. <laughs> because that first night that I went out, I was at Executive Suites. It's a bar here in Long Beach and they had a competition a drag competition. I'm like, okay, let me just go check it out. I think it was the semifinals or something. And the first queen that approached me and that was like, oh, hi, who, are, who the hell are you? Like, are you new? Like, welcome. Was Nomi B, my drag mom. And she was so nice. And she killed it that night. She passed through the finale. And I'm like, oh shit, like she's so talented. I want to like be her friend. So I started going to her gigs and we started hanging out after. And in my mind, she was already my drag mom. Like I was like always asking her stuff and I was, you know, we were friends, we were chill. And one night I was booked at her show and she asked me after the show, she was like, I want to ask you in front of everybody, like putting me on the spot, like, would you want to be my drag daughter? And I love that she said, you don't have to say no. Like, and if you say no, we're going to be still friends, but I want to invite you. And I'm like, yeah, of course, bitch, of course. <laughs> no, that is beautiful. Oh, that is, that's like a precious story moment. It I is. Do you have a drag mom? I, ooh, you know, hot topic. Um, my initial answer is no, but I did go back to Seattle recently. Not recently, it was like in August and someone, I was performing and they're like, oh, so-and-so's your drag mom. And I was like, oh. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I said they are. <laughs> so I think it depends on how you define drag mom. Like there was someone who put me in drag for the first time and like I appreciated that process. 
but I wouldn't say we had like any relationship beyond that. So I don't consider that like a drag mom, but um, I think some people would. So I'll let the answer be ambiguous. <laughs> I no, I agree because it's just like a parent or like a dad in the real world. You know, sometimes you're not raised by the person who is your biological father. And I feel like it's kind of similar when it comes to drag. Somebody may put you in drag for the first time, but then they're like out of your life and somebody else comes in and like, you know, they kind of like teach you the ropes and everything. I think it's pretty similar to that. I don't know if I'm making sense. <laughs> it, does, it does. So in that definition, I do have... Um, an abandoned drag mom. <laughs> uh, a stranded drag mom. <laughs> I am an abandoned child, but my community came. <laughs> like a foster drag child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is enough that like, I don't recall what her drag name is. So like, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I got, yeah. Oops. <laughs> Leo, thank you for the lashes. Bye. <laughs> really though, I like, thank you. I still very grateful for that person and like them willing to like take that adventure with me for the first time so shout out to them Bilila, <laughs> what are some of your goals for drag i want to hear some of your short-term goals maybe things that you're working for the remaining of this year and the ultimate goal for drag so you know if they ask you what's your like where do you want to get like the ultimate the mecca for you what would that be yeah that's a great, great question. I love like goal setting and vision boarding. It's something that I do like before when I kind of gave you that like I was quitting grad school story. I like made this vision board that's like over there and it's like a, it's like a five to 15 year plan of like my drag dreams and like what I'm hoping for. And then individually, I make one each year now, too. And so my big goals for this year are to create. I just want to really, really create stuff this year and just go crazy. Like I really enjoy that part of drag for me. It's like brings me a lot of joy and like it's part of those concepts. And I really want to level up my sewing game. Like I'm proud of what I've already been able to accomplish, but I want to get even better. So creating is a big one this year. And I just want to have fun too. I think last year I was so stuck in like, it was kind of my competition era. and I. I think it was sometimes hard to have fun because like you were always like in my head or I was just like I think also just working so hard to like make LA work that sometimes it was hard to just like have fun and experience that so I want to just have more fun this year in drag and I feel like I've already started that and that's been good and part of my creation is that I really want to lean into having my own shows this year just because like if I'm making putting energy towards my drag and I feel like even like competitions it's kind of like on their agenda and I want it to be on my agenda so yeah I have my first show coming up actually that I'm producing in LA. I've produced other shows outside of LA, but this will be my first LA one. It's on February 22nd at Red Line and it's for National Margarita Day. It's going to be called Yoana Margarita. Um, it is my third national favorite holiday. So I was like, let me celebrate it. And I'm really excited. Poster coming soon. Um, yeah, it, I'm excited. So that will be my first show, first of many this year. So that's some of the short-term goals. I love that it was so specific. Like National Margarita Day is your third favorite holiday. <laughs> I love that day. I celebrate it annually. <laughs> What's the first and second favorite holidays? Ooh, well, uh, probably another hot take, but I um, not because of the history, but I Thanksgiving's my favorite because I love to eat. Like eating is one of my favorite hobbies, and so <laughs> the whole holiday centered around eating and. Then and just like being grateful and like really no agenda after that. I'm like, wow, 
love. And then my favorite second national holiday is my birthday. So yeah. <laughs> and it is a national holiday to me. So <laughs> that's what I always say. I'm like, my birthday is my favorite holiday. Like, I'm sorry, but it is. I think second for me would be bunny day. I don't call it Easter. I call it bunny day. So I love yes. the pastels. I love the colors. I've been doing like a bunny look every year since 2020. <laughs> and I've been planning to maintain that tradition. And number three has to be the holidays. I love Christmas music. This, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. I like, I'm like kind of a Grinch when it comes to Christmas, but I don't know. It depends on the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And what about your long-term goal? I mean, I think a long-term one is definitely to make like drag a full-time career. That's not where I'm at yet, but uh, I do know that's where I will be. Um, I do really want to get on a said show. I think that's a big goal for a lot of us drag artists but i think like my reason for that is i just want to be able to have a platform and be able to share my art and and it is important that i do a lot of like activism within my drag so something that's kind of my mission or my core for my drag that helps me keep going is I want to be a really big part of a larger movement of queering up the midwest i was a queer kid who had to leave the Midwest in order to like find my that embracement of that queerness for myself and like love for myself. And I just really want there to be more queer spaces for those like little queer kids in the Midwest. And so with my drag and like with my platform, I'd want to do things like host like more Midwest tours or like do a conference where I bring together other queer activists um, that have that similar value of like, how can we queer up the Midwest and just like get them to connect and make those ideas start flowing. So that's a big hope and dream of mine within my drag is like kind of having that back to the roots of where where drag comes from and having that activism role, but with a storyline that is really connected to me. Yeah, so of course there's other big things like, you know, I'd love to go to the Met Gala, <laughs> but, but I feel like a really big one that I, kind of what my legacy to look like is that clearing up the Midwest. That is a great thing to focus on because don't get me wrong, I do welcome anybody that wants to move anywhere else to embrace themselves. But sometimes I think people don't want to necessarily move to another state or across the country to to find who they are. And I, th I think it's so important to create these spaces on their own community. So I think this is such an important project. I've never heard anybody else trying to focus on that. Yeah, I think sometimes it feels very whimsical and we'll see how it goes. Um, but it is definitely something I want to like keep in my forefront and see how it evolves over time. Yeah, even like I feel like uh, we're here, like on HBO, I feel like that's a show that has like caused me some inspiration and in seeing how they're using drag to impact these like small towns. It's kind of like a similar lane of some type of the stuff that I'd want to do. Hmm. Girl, you got this. And if you need my support, I am here for you. It's important. It's important. The youth is the future. Come on. I know. I know. And honestly, no, this is real pessimistic, but who knows where California will be in like four, in 30 years. We might all be in the Midwest. So. <laughs> <laughs> that part. So we need to save spaces. <laughs> <laughs> we, better, we better work. <laughs> uh, sad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, no, no. Positive thinking. Positive thinking. <laughs> Uh, it's super random. You mentioned that you went to grad school for a couple, some time. What were you going to dra grad school, drag school, <laughs> grad school for? Um, I was going for student development administration, which was basically 
like the people who work in higher ed that aren't the professors, the ones that are kind of like putting on the student activities. I was kind of like going into that field and had already done like some prior experience in that type of work as well, whether it's like college access or student activities. Um, I had different jobs from those worlds. So nice. I can see how you took some of that too with, you know, with your goals of wanting to, you know, make more of or queering up the Midwest and all that, because I mean, it kind of goes hand by hand. Yeah, I will say like some of my favorite gigs are when I get to go back to higher ed and perform. Like I got to perform for like the Seattle U um, show last year. And that was like one of the shows I helped put on as well. So it's like it felt like this full circle moment. And yeah, higher ed students, like the students are just so excited. <laughs> like students just make a whole different energy and it's just so fun. And I think like for them too, like a lot of students like aren't old enough to go to nightlife and bars so like it is their like in-person drag experience and so i love higher ed venues it's and i love higher ed money let me say that (laughs) (laughs) they're just like you give them like a booking fee and they're like and they're like oh yeah we actually we'll go higher and you're like okay yeah (laughs) let's go higher by all means i love college shows they're my favorite i get booked almost every year to do a cal state fullerton gig Mm -hmm. my favorite gig ever ever they pay you well they pick you up in this little golf cart from the parking lot and take you to the dressing room which is already like equipped with mirrors they've been doing this for years so they know by now i wonder how the first year went but by now they had their shit figured out so they had mirrors and there's like snacks and beverages i'm like oh i feel like a queen like a literal star yeah hi ed they're like let me treat you well we've been planning this event for three months like <laughs> but hi ed yeah if you ever know if they need another another queen you let me know i'll let you know for this year yeah. but Lilla, that is all the time that we have again this is has been great. I had so much fun. I laughed. I was in my feels. It had a little bit of everything. I'm obsessed. I cannot wait for this to go live. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I've, you know, it's been one of those goals to be on a podcast and I'm really excited to be on yours. I want your podcast to have all the success. So I hope that that keeps happening. Um, And yeah, thanks for having me. And for all those people trying to come up with the concepts, this is me saying you can do it. You just got to start small and let it grow. Exactly. Be a grower, not a shower. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Before we go, any uh, where can people find you on social media or anything else you want to promote? Yes. Um, so I am on Instagram and TikTok at Balela Fierce. So it's B-I-L-E-L-L-A Fierce. And that's also my email at BalelaFierce at gmail.com in case you ever have any booking inquiries. But yeah, definitely hit me up there. I'm also working on a new TikTok series. So hopefully that turns into something. But yeah, I'm excited. But hit me up at Balela Fierce. Girl, if I'm telling you, check her out. If you have not seen her, you're going to have a party. Trust me. Especially if the flippers comes out, come out. Oh, I have a different athletic thing planned. A different concept that I've been brewing, so... (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to see. (laughs) Thank you for listening to 100 Steps to Drag. If you like my podcast, don't be shy. Share it with your friends. Leave me a review. If you didn't like it, you're probably homophobic. This episode was edited by Chow Panda Productions. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye!